0: Hello and welcome to Nutrition 411, the podcast, a special podcast series led by registered dietitian and nutritionist, Lisa Jones. The views of the speakers are their own and do not reflect the views of their respective institutions or
1: Consultant 360. Hello and welcome to Nutrition 411 the podcast where we communicate the information you need to know now about the science, psychology, and strategies behind the practice of dietetics. Today's episode is Immune Health and Nutrition. Today, my guest is Ginger Holton. Ginger is a Seattle-based registered dietitian nutritionist who owns Seattle-based concierge nutrition practices, Champagne Nutrition, and Seattle Cancer Nutritionist, where she helps clients solve complex health mysteries With an integrative approach. She has authored two nutrition books, anti-inflammatory diet meal prep and the how to eat to beat disease cookbook and a new ebook meal prep for weight loss 101. Welcome Ginger. So glad to have you today. I'm super excited about this. (laughs) Yay. Well, we're going to dive right in. I'll start by asking you some questions. So the first one is tell us about the best ways to support your immune system through nutrition. Yeah, I'm really glad that you use the word support rather than boost, because I think the words
0: that we use here are super important. So that was a really great, a really great start <laughs> for sure. What we really want to make sure is that we are giving the body all the building blocks that it needs for the immune system. You can't make your immune system hotter or higher than it should be. That actually causes other problems. So really what we need is enough nutrients, vitamins A, C, E, D, selenium, zinc, B vitamins, iron. We can talk about you know more about these, but we need enough of those for the body to be able to protect itself.
1: So I, lo- I love that. And something I heard you say is you can't boost your nutrition, which which leads me into my next question is what are some misconceptions that you can share with other clinicians, anyone listening to this podcast to help them decipher fact from fiction?
0: You know, the number one thing that I tell clinicians is not to use the word boost. So we don't want to like over rev the immune system. When you do that, then you get into, you know, maybe sometimes like if you're doing it through supplements, you're getting too much of a good thing, too much vitamin C, too much vitamin D. Having more doesn't make your immune system better, but it can cause all sorts of issues with having too much of those nutrients. Also, when your immune system is running too high, it can actually work against you causing autoimmune diseases. So we're not trying to boost the immune system or make it go, go, go. We're really just trying to get people what they need in order for their health to do what it's supposed to do naturally. There's so many functional foods and supplements out there that we're getting a lot of questions about that. So I think other clinicians just need to be really aware of the marketing that's going on especially in the last couple of years about the immune system and be able to answer those questions in an evidence-based way when our clients ask us about it
1: yes great well thank you for that i i do want to do a follow-up question about something that you mentioned it's like you're getting a lot of clients that so you're a lot of your clients probably ask you so if you can pinpoint or give examples to, to our listeners about like maybe one or two that you had that were just repeat type questions that you kept hearing over and over again and how you handled them. I would love to hear that.
0: Yeah. I had a really great client of mine who has cancer. So I'm a cancer specialist. So I do a lot of that work. And in that world, it's really important to have a good immune system and to be able to not get sick because that can keep you out of treatment and things. But this person, we were really working on cutting back on sugar And I found out through her diet that she was drinking all this like sugary, vitamin C powdered drink, right? Cause she's like, oh, I don't want to get sick. So I need to drink all this, all these powders every day. But when we looked at the label together, there was a ton of added sugar in there. And so she was also having some GI issues, like having some, you know, diarrhea issues and vitamin C causes that at high levels. And so I get asked a lot about vitamin C, but it's important to know that that comes along in packages with lots of added sugar with other nutrients you might not realize at high levels, it can totally work against you. So vitamin C is one that I hear a lot
1: vitamin C. And, and then the other thing too, like when grocery shopping and you probably have your clients that, that say this, when they go in, it's becoming more overwhelming. Like, and I'm a dietitian, and I go in and I'm like, how are products? Like, I don't know about this product. and I have to go home and look it up. It's like, how do you keep up with all that in, in your specific specialty area? Like, do you have any suggestions for others that are doing the, uh, in a similar field than you are in? You know, it is definitely a full-time job just to say what is going on out
0: there. What are people asking about? What are, what's in the marketing? What's in the news? You know, another thing that you'll see if you walk into any store right now, even now is elderberry. People are just asking about it. There's studies about it. It's So the vitamins are popular and the botanicals are popular. So I think it's important to look and say what part of the, plant are they using? How much is in here? What's showing up as potentially helpful in studies. So as practitioners, we need to go to the research to say, is this evidence-based? If so, how can I help answer questions for my clients? Are they getting a ton of extra sugar or other weird nutrients that they don't need? You know, how do we bring things down to earth for people?
1: Yes. That, that is such a great point too. And then like, if you can sum up one, like if a client comes into you and says like, how do I navigate this? And you could just say like one sentence to them or one tip, what would be the best practice tip that you would give them? My tip for everybody
0: always, especially when dealing with supplements or herbals is to look for a brand that is paying for third-party testing. That is something that I educate on constantly.
1: Oh, that is so great. I love that. What a good suggestion. And then that seems to like, they can kind of go with that. And then they're looking and then that helps because a lot of the supplements aren't regulated. And then people get all like, oh, I should take this. And it says it boosts nutrition. And then you're like, no, stop saying that. Exactly. I mean, I think a lot of people don't realize
0: that, you know, we do have this unusual type of regulation with uh, supplements in the U S there's some good parts about it. There's also some bad parts about it, but what happens is I can just make a supplement company right now and just start selling and say kind of whatever I want, but somebody needs to check that, right? So there's other companies you can go to, like I can go to Lisa's supplement company and say, hey, check out my company, see if it is what, it, what I say it is, put your label on this that you've checked for quality. That's out there. And that tells us that it's a good quality supplement. So it's very helpful.
1: Yes, I, such a great tip. And then we already kind of touched on this because one of my questions is, what are your thoughts on supplements? And any suggestions on how to na- navigate this area? we already kind of talked about this. So I don't know if there's any, anything additional that we haven't discussed that you can think of that you wanted to speak to. Yeah, it's funny. Cause I feel like
0: when we talk about functional foods and immune boosters or supporters right now, a lot of it is in the supplement realm. So what people are doing is they're taking high doses of vitamins or minerals, and they're taking herbals like echinacea, like elderberry. So that is a huge part of the conversation. And I think when people think about immunity, that's where they go first, which is funny because actually I think the better thing to do is to, to talk about food. But as far as supplements, I think you need to watch out for mega doses and not take too much. You need to know if it's interacting with other medications or supplements. You need to know how much you need and you need to get a high quality product. So working with a registered dietitian on this kind of thing is really important.
1: Yes, and I think too like just reading even if you go and you read articles and it says do this it's not that's not standardized for everyone. So that's when where you come in and it's really important with meeting with clients because you're looking through all those things for that particular individual and then you can make your recommendations based off of that, which is great. And then what is on the horizon for immune health and nutrition? Like what what can we expect coming soon like if you know of anything that's on the horizon for this particular area? Well, I think we're going to keep seeing a lot of this chatter
0: because we're still dealing with cold and flu season, new viruses popping up, like, you know, kids going back to school, like that's coming right around the corner. So I think we're going to continue to see a lot of marketing and chatter in this area. There's also a lot of really cool research coming out. Like there's some really interesting research about vitamin D and COVID, for example, or omega-3s and how they can help or elderberry pretty effective in some ways against cold and flu. So there is some really interesting research. And as that comes out with more clinical trials, which are going on, I think we're going to keep seeing these products. I think we're also going to keep seeing functional foods. So like fortified foods, you know, orange juice with things added, or, you know, especially things marketed to kids and teens. I think we're going to keep seeing that too. So the more sharp we can be as consumers and working with medical professionals that know the better.
1: So for dietitians, do you have any recommendations on how they can keep up with those skills, brush up on supplements? Like, is there a go-to resource that you would recommend? You know, one of my favorite things to recommend is
0: the DPG, the Dietetic Practice Group, DIFM. Do you know them? Yes. Yeah. They're so awesome. Dietitians and Integrative Functional Medicine. I've been a member of that group for a really long time, but they have a lot of information about immunity, about supplements. Uh, They have an integrative course that you can take. So a lot of this lies in the integrative realm. And that's a really great resource, I think.
1: That's a great recommendation. Thank you. And And for those that aren't members of the Academy, would there be another resource that you can recommend for people that fit in that category too? Yeah, definitely. I mean, one, one thing that I'm on almost every day and you have to get a subscription,
0: but natural medicines database is a really great place to go and check, you know, if if I want to know about echinacea right now, (laughs) I just pop over there and it tells me if it's, you know, good, what the efficacy is dosing. So that's a good one. And I also really like consumer labs. I think they do an awesome job of protecting everybody and getting a really great information about
1: products and supplements. Fantastic. So that's three resources right there. There you go. Done. So you check one place and you check another. <laughs> so thank you. Next, I kind of want to move into one story or an, an analogy that would showcase the work that you've done, whether it's been patient or, or something involving immune health and nutrition that you want to highlight that just top of mind for you. Sure. Yeah. I was actually just talking to a client
0: the other day and she uh, got diagnosed with cancer right when the uh, pandemic started and has gone through the whole thing with surgeries, treatments, really having a poor immune system, because what we're seeing with a lot of people that have cancer is really poor white and red blood cell count. So that makes it really challenging. You feel like you can't interact in the way you want to. You can't go to events. You just have to be so, so careful when your immune system isn't strong. But she was telling me that she felt that through our work with nutrition, she really had more skills to navigate that because we worked on increasing calories, getting enough protein those are the baselines and then really looking at foods that do help with the immune system like iron like selenium like vitamin c foods and then we also treated a vitamin d deficiency by requesting from her medical team that we she got a test so really we did support her immune system and navigated deficiencies and she has not been sick and she's been able to stay in treatment and has done really really well so i've seen that a lot and the power of nutrition is important to recognize in this world Oh,
1: it's so important. And that's wonderful news. So thank you for sharing a positive story about one of your patient clients. Have you have you ever had any that you worked with that maybe you talked to them about the whole boosting nutrition thing, but they still managed to just continue to bring you in more research articles. And then if that's the case, how did you then change their mindset to move on to currently where you're at, like what you teach? Right. You know, my
0: style of working with clients is to be really high level and share research back and forth. So I have a lot of really, you know, really in depth folks, and they have a lot of questions and they'll send me research articles constantly. And what they send is like these minute studies on like this antioxidant or this antioxidant. And what I end up saying is we need to pull back like every antioxidant from fruits and veggies has benefit, but we need to eat it as part of the whole food. So I really try to pull people out of the the weeds of the individual nutrients and look at how food is interacting as a whole. I think that's really what we need to do as clinicians and say, listen, let's eat a whole apple rather than dosing with quercetin because this is where the research is and this is the potential interactions and this is the benefit of an apple.
1: Yes, so that's so true. And such a great point because a a lot of times we get lost in like those little fine details. And we think like, just because it says one thing that should be like the end all be all and it's actually, and what you're saying is look at the overall picture of everything, which I think is fantastic advice. And again, going back to each person's different and it's not a one size fits all approach. So thank you for that. How about if you had to give one bottom line takeaway for the audience, What should they be aware of? One
0: bottom line takeaway is that diet is super important for the immune system. You want to avoid deficiencies in all of the nutrients that we've been talking about. Vitamin D, C, A, E, zinc, selenium. Like there's a lot that have to do with the immune system. You do need to make sure that you're getting enough of that from food in order to have a properly functioning immune system. So you do need to look at your diet and make sure that it's balanced in order to have an immune system that's working
1: its best. And, and that's what we all We all want. That's a goal that we all strive to do. So. All right. Well, thank you for talking about immune health and nutrition. Is there anything else you wanted to add about, about what you do? Any suggestions for our audience before we move on to our fun lightning round of questions? Well, one thing that I did want to point out is this actually goes beyond nutrition.
0: I mean, as you know, nutrition is important. Supplementing correctly is important, but we also really need to think about activity and exercise. We really need to think about sleep. And stress seems to be more of a challenge now than ever, and that can really, really hurt your immune system. So when we're ever having an immune related conversation, we need to take a holistic and integrative approach and think about all the lifestyle behaviors that play into that. Excessive alcohol, that's not yeah. good for your immune system. So there's all these things that have come up during the pandemic that still are in our lives today that we need to think about, because you can eat a perfect diet, but if you're super stressed and not sleeping,
1: your immune system's going to take a hit. Yes. And then something you said just triggered a question for me, because there's always all those studies about how drinking red wine can be helpful for you. So what do you say to somebody that comes in and says, oh, I just read this latest study on drinking red wine It said it was good for me. Can I still continue to do that? Like, what would you say in terms of your immunity?
0: Yeah, I mean, the research shows that pretty much across the board with alcohol at low levels, like if you have a half, a half glass is usually what the research is saying. And so it's very low levels of, of red wine or other types of, of liquor can be beneficial, maybe especially for heart health. At high levels, and that includes, you know, even more than one glass a day for women, two glasses a day for, for men, that's considered a high level. That can hurt your immune system, especially any type of binge drinking can also hurt the immune system. So is it okay? Probably for most people, yeah, in small amounts, but at larger amounts, the research pretty clearly shows that it's very much not.
1: No, that's a great answer. And then too, I like, like just keeping to the recommendations because a lot of people think, well, I only had two glasses of wine, but if you're a woman, that's over what you should be having. So it's, it's interesting that you have to kind of keep by those guidelines. All right, well, thank you. So we will move into the lightning round. And the first question I have is because I'm looking at a photo of you right now and behind you is your champagne nutrition. So I want to just kind of get the backstory of your fabulous name for your business. Oh, yes. You know, the
0: reason that I'm a dietitian partially is because I worked in the restaurant industry for a really long time. I was a bartender and a restaurant manager for years, all while I was going to nutrition school. And I really developed a passion for food culture and the joy of food and, how important it is to people around the world and the connection between alcohol and food. So I just love that aspect of it. It's what made me passionate about nutrition in the first place. Then I went, I became very clinical and I love working with people that have chronic diseases. So I do all this clinical work, but ultimately champagne nutrition is about, yeah, maybe having a glass of champagne, but even more than that, including foods that you love and really looking at nutrition as a whole with the joy of of eating and including more foods rather than cutting them out.
1: Yes, I love that and the joy of eating it's so important to kind of combine that because you, you want it to be fun so that your your name exemplifies that. So if I had a glass of champagne right now, I toast to you. We can cheers. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> How about since right now it's so it's so hot out as it's, as of this recording, what is your favorite way to cool off on a hot day?
0: ooh, we are very into sitting in our yard and putting a little sprinkler on so that it's sprinkling our feet. (laughs) That's (laughs) what we do over here in Seattle, but it's not (laughs) as hot here as it is where you are. What's your temperature today? What did you say? Today's very cool. It's in the 70s, but it has been in the 90s and 100s this summer, to be fair. Okay. I would trade. I would love to be there
1: right now. We're close to a hundred. (laughs) So it honestly feels refreshing right now. Yes. Yes. So you don't, you might not need the sprinkler today for your feet, but
0: if it was a little hotter, (laughs) no, I honestly wore a sweatshirt when I was walking this morning. So it's a
1: very (laughs) cool climate today. (laughs) Very nice. And how about your, what was your top best summer vacation that you can think of and why? Oh, that's such a great
0: question. Actually, I just had one Um, this year in June, I whitewater rafted and camped in the Grand Canyon for 10 days.
1: Nice. So you didn't take like any of the donkeys going down or anything like that, did you? You just?
0: No, we got dropped in at one point and came out at another point, but it was very hot there and we hiked and had adventures and swam and got in a lot of white water and had an amazing group
1: and great food and it was kind of the adventure of a lifetime I would recommend it to anybody oh that's so cool it's on my top 10 to-do list I just haven't I've been to the Grand Canyon but not the the that part of the trip that you're talking about so speaking of your how did you what is your number one tip to stay hydrated during like outdoor activities like you probably had to work on staying hydrated because it can get really hot there Big
0: time. You know, I talk a lot about hydration with my athletes or people working, you know, living in very hot climates. And then we'll get more into electrolytes. So, you know, when water just isn't enough, but I'm not usually in that situation because I'm not a pro athlete and I live in Seattle. But for the first time when I was in the Grand Canyon, I was like, oh, I need to drink massively amount of more water. And I need to think about my salt and potassium balance. So, you know, I was using electrolyte replacements. I was salting my food like crazy. That was really different for me. So if you're in extensive heat or for long periods of time or doing something really physical, you actually do need to think about your electrolytes. And that was new for me to to do for myself.
1: Did you find yourself like helping others too? Like telling other people like they should giving advice. Yeah, there was actually, it was awesome. There was another dietitian on the trip.
0: We like discovered that we were both dietitians and got super excited and we were helping everybody. And people were asking questions about the food there and hydration. There was actually, it was really cool. There was a woman that was quite, quite an uh, older and she was struggling with the heat. And so we were both helping her and keeping an eye on her.
1: Oh, that's so great. So you're like being of service and you're also on vacation. So that's awesome, Ginger. <laughs> and my final question for you, because we can't, Not ask a food related question. And what is your favorite food for the summer? Oh, that's so hard. There's probably more than one. So if you want to mention more than one, that's fine too. But if you just want to mention one, we'll take that as well. well. Okay. Oh, there's so many. I mean, probably the main one is very unique to
0: this part of the world. Blackberries come into season here. Do you have
1: blackberries where you live? Yeah, I do. I get them every week. I do find myself eating them in the summer as well. Perfect.
0: Yes. We have like a window of maybe two weeks max and we like all wait. And then when you go outside, everybody's picking them off all the bushes and there's like secret spots all around the city where there's blackberry bushes. So that's really a coveted Seattle summer food. And it's very special here.
1: See, now I have to write another place to visit again, Seattle, blackberry summer. (laughs) coming August. Yes. <laughs> well, Ginger, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for being on our show and sharing your insights with us today. Thanks for listening. And please tune in again and share your comments and feedback on our site. Have a great day and enjoy a healthier lifestyle with nutrition four one in mind.
0: For more nutrition content, visit consultant360.com.